Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We have uh, people texting in already tonight. If you want to be part of this program, text me, 701-290-7862. The Tell It Like It Is radio show is a live radio broadcast uh, coming from the studios of KDIX in Dickinson, North Dakota. And we are um, have been on the air now for, I think, uh, let's see. How long have you been married, Ben? 18 years. So it's been 18 years that we've been on the radio and uh, we've got in the studio, we've got Ben Simons, Abe Simons, we've got Uriel here. And uh, so we've got we've got all of our uh, expert Bible answer people here in case I run into trouble. But if you do have a question or you want to be part of the program, a couple different ways you can be part of the program. I, I gave out that phone number that you can text, 701-290-7862. If you're out of the country or you don't text, you can email me, Robert Simons 58 at gmail.com and you can also call in to write in directly into the studio 701-225-5133 is that right did i get out the right number 701-225-5133 
Abe's looking like a deer in the headlights here just about. But uh, And if you call in, you can't really talk to me, but you can talk to one of these other great guys here tonight and let them know what you're thinking. And I'm not saying you can't talk to me, but I'm on the air, so you can't talk to me. The uh, Tonight, uh, we've got uh, just good news. We've moved into our brand-new building, which is the Elks, the 501 Elks Drive. It's an 18,000-square-foot building that um, you, maybe you've in Dickinson here, you've noticed the new signs on the building and so on. We still have a lot of people showing up, actually quite a few people showing up in the evenings uh, or even during lunch time looking for a steak, uh, thinking it's still the Elks Club. And, and I will just say this, that the Elks is moving downstairs. They're um, making a brand new restaurant downstairs, so they'll be up and running here in the future, but at this time they are not. But we have turned the upstairs into a church, and it's just a beautiful facility. A lot of people working very, very hard. Uh, people from our, our local assembly uh, doing a lot of painting and carpeting and, and um, sound system things and um, just all kinds of different things, and the building really, really looks good. Now, this week, will our the next service will be Wednesday night at 7.30, and this week we're having also... Uh, two other services that are open to the public. Thursday night at 7.30 and Saturday at 1 o'clock will be a special uh, service at the church. So <clears throat> just remember, we've moved. We used to be the church at 105 7th Avenue West, which is downtown Dickinson. We have signs on the church saying that we've moved. But then um, now from now on, we won't be meeting there any longer. We We are meeting at 501 Elks Drive, and many of you realize it's the Elks building right up on the interstate. And and we couldn't have asked for a nicer location. Um, there's a great parking lot there. We've got um, we've got even even young men that'll come and park your car for you there, and don't even charge you tips. So so it's uh, we want you to show up this Wednesday night. We've got a special speaker. We've asked a, a pastor from he's also an evangelist, Mark Brown from. Watertown, South Dakota, will be speaking at our church on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Saturday at 1 o'clock, and then uh, in Beach on Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center. So we'll probably mention this a few times during the radio show. The um, um, We've got several people texting already. We had uh, Timothy won the prize for the first person to uh, text. So, And hello to Timothy, hello to Lori, and... Uh, and please uh, let me know you're listening. It always encourages me, 701-290-7862. We've got people, the Dickies, the Lomans are listening tonight in Belfield. Good to have them listening. And so just uh, want you to, to to be part of the program. We're going to be talking about the simple topic that Jesus is the answer. And we'll be coming right into that right after this first song that Abe's looking at me like he's not even ready to play. No, you play one of the ones you got. Oh, he's going to play one on his guitar. Go ahead. The uh, got to be ready in this place. Abe is my grandson. He's a uh, excellent guitar player, and um, I'm sure that through the Tell It Like It Is show, he's going to get all kinds of Nashville opportunities and things. But uh, but he's going to have to make sure to just give the glory to God. So this is Abe Simons. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show coming live. Hasn't always been this way I remember brighter days Before the dark ones came And stole my mind Wrapped my soul in chains Now I live among the dead Fighting voices in my head Hoping someone hears me crying in the night And carries me away and set me free from the chains that are holding me. Is anybody out there hearing me? Set me free. Morning breaks another day and finds me crying in the rain. All alone with my demons I am 
is that man that comes my way The dark ones shriek, they scream his name Is that the one they say will set the captive free Jesus rescue me And set me free From the chains that are holding me Is anybody out there hearing me Set me free And as a God man passes by He looks straight through my eyes And darkness cannot hide Do you want to be free? To your chains I hold the key All power in heaven and earth Belong to me Do you want to be free? Chains, I hold the key. All the power in heaven and earth belong to me. You are free. You can be free. Do you want to be free? the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Pastor Bob here, and that was Abe Simons. And we, uh, you've got your fans listening. We've got a girl named Sky from Velva, North Dakota listening tonight. And uh, hello to Sky. And uh, Ben Yoder is listening. Ben Yoder is listening. Where are you at? In Pennsylvania now? Turn me up just a little more there. The uh, on, on Channel 2 there. I've got, got him. We've got people. I don't even know who you are. You say I'm listening. So good to have, good to have this no-name person listening tonight. We've got... Uh, Schuler's listening. Congratulations on the new building. And um, the uh, Springers are listening. Uh, we've got Jason Miller listening tonight. Text me 701-290-7862. Luke 4, 16. And this is Jesus. Um, this is very, really the very opening of his ministry. It says he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. So Jesus had done this before. He had he had went into the Sabbath, you know, Sabbath day to the synagogue to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, gave it again to the minister, sat down. And all the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. I don't know if you can feel the tenseness or the drama of this moment, but Jesus read the scripture and there was something different about the way he read this. He Apparently it was his custom to go into the synagogue and read, to stand up and read. He was one of the readers at the synagogue. But this time when he read, something was different. And he sat down All the eyes were fastened on him, and Jesus simply said, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. What I'm going to talk about tonight is something that we we have on every Sunday morning. We have an open discussion for our adult Bible class. We split it into two groups to try to keep the groups a little smaller just so there can be a discussion. That's always at 10 o'clock while the kids are in Sunday school. And then at 11, we have our worship service. This This was our discussion this morning. And the title of this is Jesus is the Answer. Jesus here said he was the answer. He was the answer to the poor. He was answer to the heal the brokenhearted, uh, those that have met disappointments in life and depression and despair, uh, deliverance to the captives. Certainly that would be uh, captives from drug addiction and all kinds of other uh, addictions and, and phobias and all those things that that um, that capture people, the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. And Jesus is the answer no matter what the problem is. It doesn't make any difference what uh, your question is, Jesus is the answer. I believe that. I've always believed that since uh, I came to him. I remember one of the very first times my wife and I had were brand new, living for Jesus, and my, my one of my um, 
one of my relatives came and said, there's, uh, you know, there's some other relatives that are, that are having marriage problems. Would you come and talk to them? And I remember going to this motel, my wife and I, with um, my mother-in-law. We went to this motel to talk to this, these people. And I'm, I'm thinking on the way over there, what am I going to say to them? You know, I haven't, you know, I don't, ha- I don't know anything. I don't have any counseling techniques. I, I've never read any books on marriage counseling. You know, I'm like 20, 21 years old, just been married a short time myself. What am I going to say to this couple that is, uh, is really facing some serious marriage problems? And I remember walking into that motel room and looking at them and, and saying this. I said, I don't know what the problem is, but I know what the answer is. And the answer is Jesus. That's the answer. Jesus is the answer to all of life's issues. He's the answer to all of life's problems. You know, uh, I want to just start this broadcast by saying, unless you've got your head stuck in the sand, uh, we had a terrible tragedy in our nation down in Florida this week. Uh, some lunatic came into a school with a uh, high-powered rifle that could hold many, many rounds, and he killed 17 people, 17 teenagers. And there were acts of heroism in that school. There was, there's a lot of things, and I'm sure in the next week or so, until the fickle American public will forget about this, uh, you know, there, there, um, you know, there's going to be other stories that come out. But this tragedy, many people are crying out for somebody to do something to stop this from ever happening again. The New York Times had an article this morning in their paper saying that uh, it was written by a man who's, I think one of his children had been killed in another school massacre. He said, I thought my son would be the last one ever killed in a school massacre. Why hasn't somebody done anything to stop this? And really, it would be nice if you had a button you could push to stop it. It would be nice if it could be that easy. But, our world has got some major problems going on in it. And the answer that our world offers is government, maybe more laws, uh, maybe science, maybe medicine, maybe education. But none of these things can fix these type of problems. In fact, um, the more we go down those roads, it seems like more severe the problem. You know the the idea that that um, that, for instance, that poverty causes crime or violence. Well, certainly wasn't the case in this situation, was it? Um, the the concept that lack of education causes crime or violence. It certainly wasn't the case in this case. You see. Jesus is the only answer that's ever going to help this world. Jesus can make a man that's a lunatic like this, and I'm I'm saying a lunatic because who else in the world would do something like this? I mean, I can't. I I never. I have no desire to take a human life. I I just have no desire to point even point a gun at anybody. I I don't. Um, I wouldn't go hunting with people that would point guns at people. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I don't want to be in the same room with somebody that would do something like this. I, but this problem, these problems, Jesus is the answer. We've got, we've got a society that, like I say, there, I've got a son that's a politician and he, um, you know, he doesn't believe that you can legislate fixes for for the the human fallacy that you know i mean the only way you could legislate to stop things like this is make everybody live in a little bubble where they couldn't ever interact with each other we've got children that are growing up watching violent television movies playing violent video games where everybody's getting killed and and uh, blood and everything else like this and we wonder why the violence? You know, we, we have, uh, and here again, we have answers. The world has got full of answers. But these answers are not working. You know, they, they aren't. 
the the answers, uh, for instance, of, of of medicine, not working. I mean, we have got probably the most medicated um, culture that has ever existed in the world right here in the United States of America. You could take, and, and they give out a pill for depression. They give out a, a pill so you can sleep. They get out a, give out a pill so you can wake up. They, they give out a pill so you won't be anxious. They give out a, a, a pill for about everything. Like one preacher said, they, they'll take this pill and that pill, but they won't take the gospel pill. <laughs> I remember hearing him say that, and I really like it. But, but the, um, and that's, that's true. The, 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 there is a, you know, there are remedies, and and you know what? If you are taking these pills right now, the first time you took those pills, you felt better. This is the answer, you thought. But you found out after the, those pills built up that resistance in your body that now, not only are you taking the pills, but you have the same problem you had before you started. And not only that, but the side effects of the pills you're taking. Now, am I telling you to quit taking your medication? No, I'm not. But we are trying to medicate people for spiritual problems, and the medication will not help. You know this. This um, uh, I, I've got a lot tonight. I don't. I, I doubt if I get through this. But there, there is. Uh, you know, Jesus is the answer for depression. Jesus is the answer for drug addiction. You know. Um, you know. Let me just say this, that I don't want to skip ahead of myself because there's going to be a couple different segments of this program tonight. But it's a religious slogan for many religions and Christian churches to say that Jesus is the answer. When really, if you look at their lives, there is, there's no difference in their life than anybody else. Like, if you go to a church where the percentage of people that are members of that church are, are, are just as same high as drug addicts and alcoholics, and broken marriages as the rest of this world. And I'm not talking about people that come to their churches like this. I'm talking about people that are members of their churches. What good does their church do? I mean, what what is it? Well, like, what what's the point? Like, when people say, oh, Pastor, Pastor Bob, I, I, I need to get myself checked into a drug treatment center. I'm telling you, Jesus is the answer to drug addiction. I had a, a a pretty strong drug addiction going when I was in my later teens and up until I was 20 years old. I had a, a really um, quite a strong drug. I couldn't quit. I was um, I was seemed like I was hopeless. I, I uh, tried to quit and I couldn't quit and and I had reasons, good reasons to quit and I couldn't quit. And I met Jesus and I quit. Like one day a drug addict, the next day not a drug addict. Why? Because Jesus is the answer to drug addiction. You don't, you don't need, um, you know the the, um, and here again, I'm going to make some people angry with this, but there's some really weird stuff out there about drug therapy. Like for instance, to get in a program, they tell you you've got to take responsibility for your actions. You've got to become responsible for your actions to get you in a program, a drug or alcohol treatment program. Once you get in the program, they tell you you're not responsible for your actions because it's a disease. Which one is it? I mean, am I responsible for it or am I not? Like, like, am I respons- if I'm not responsible for it and it's not my fault, I guess I have nothing to apologize for, do I? Sorry, honey, that I broke up our marriage and I ruined our children and destroyed our finances and and uh, ran over you with the car, but it really wasn't my fault. Uh, sorry, sir, that I killed your little kid in a drunken car accident, but it, I can't really help it because it's a disease. But is it a disease? Or is it something that we have to take responsibility for? I believe it's something we have to take responsibility for, and when we do and we call out to God for our help, he will help you. That's what Jesus was saying in Luke chapter 4, in verse 18, when he, he said that he, that he was going to preach deliverance to the captives, liberty to them that are bruised. And so today, 
Jesus is the answer. He has the answer. He is the answer. He, his word is the answer. You've heard it said that there's a God-sized hole in all of us, and that is a very, very good way of saying that. Because there is this God-sized hole, and only God will fit there, and you try to shove all this other junk in there, and it won't fit, and it will never, ever satisfy. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. After this song, uh, come back, and we'll text me tonight, too, 701-290-7862. Jesus Never Fails. Who's that by, Abe? Does it say on there? That's really old. Is that Gaines or somebody like that? Bill and Sarah Gaines or somebody like that? You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. You could be listening here on the AM station, KDIX in Dickinson, North Dakota. You could be listening on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, or you could be listening on KDIX.net, the website. Um, There's several different ways you could be listening. Hello to Sierra. Sierra. 
from from um, oh where is it Arizona somewhere I think near Phoenix and good to have her listening tonight the Lunas are listening uh, from down by Breckenridge we've got the Hostetlers out in Pennsylvania listening tonight and we will be seeing them in a couple weeks and I'm excited about that and um, got a text from our team that goes down to the women's prison they had a great service they have two services there every Sunday night a really really great service down there the the ladies really responded uh, from what I read here and so that was really good Mary from Florida is listening plus to a whole bunch of other people so glad that you're tuning in tonight we're talking about how Jesus is the answer no matter what the problem is and even though there are there are um, I mean our world is is filled with uh, so-called experts that are trying to that are trying to help people I really do believe they are trying to help people but people are getting more and more mixed up um uh, you know, Jesus is the answer to the transgender issue. Jesus is the answer to that. I don't make fun of people that that are confused. I that would be like making fun of somebody that's blind or somebody that's an, has Alzheimer's. Or I don't think that we should make fun of people like that. If you're a man and think that you're a woman, or if you're a woman and you think that you're a man, uh, you are in serious trouble. You've got serious uh, health issues, serious mental issues. Uh, you need help, but. You don't need people to uh, affirm your problem. You know, when you have a, a, a eating disorder, like if you're anorexic, for instance, maybe you think that you're really fat and you're extremely skinny, and so you're starving yourself because you think you're fat when you're not fat. Wouldn't it be destructive for somebody to agree with you in your delusion? If, if you say, I think I'm so fat, and what if I said, yeah, I think you are too? Well, you could end up starving yourself to death because of that. And so our medical world and our, is, is struggling to try, to try to help people. And I really believe that many times their motives are sincere. But Jesus is the answer to the transgender confusion. I mean, he is. Uh, one of the reasons... Well, I'll just say it. One of the reasons for the transgender confusion is because of the blending of the sexes that have been going on for years. God always intended men and women to look differently, dress differently. He's always intended that. You say, now, some of you listening on Holy Ghost Radio would be saying, why would you say that on a public radio station? Because it's making more sense now than it ever made to say that. You know, that this this idea that boys should be boys and girls should be girls and and the uh, God-given uh, roles and boundaries that they have, uh, we are seeing the fr- fruition of 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 years of of at least two generations of blending men and women, male and female, into like a unisex uh, type, and to the point now where people don't even know what they are, like. Like men being attracted to men and wanting to marry men, or women wanting to marry women. And here again, there's no hint of making fun of this or or uh, thinking this is funny in some way. I don't think it's funny. I I feel I don't know if you know this, but the suicide rate of homosexual people is is like sky high. The disease rate, the the mental illness rate is way, way higher than any other group of people that like this. And why is that? Because Jesus is the answer, and all these other answers that are out there that are affirming decisions that are are, are not what the, the Bible teaches lead to destruction. You know, uh, there is a... Uh, <coughs> It's one of the interesting things. Let me let me turn to Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 and 13. 4 and 12, it says, Neither is there salvation in any other name. Acts 4, 12. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Let me read that out of the Living Bible, verse 13. When the council saw the boldness of Peter and John and could see that they were obviously uneducated and non-professionals, they were amazed and realized what being with Jesus 
had done for them. Simon Peter had been a fisherman. He was not educated in psychology, Greek mythology. He was not, uh, you know, he, he was not. And because of that, these religious people didn't have any respect for him. But Simon Peter had the answer. Simon Peter the fisherman began to follow Jesus. You know, this this Simon Peter received his information, he received his knowledge, he received his revelation from a higher source than higher education. You know, um, this... uh, There is more common sense in an old common sense toothless grandma that knows the word of God than there is in some college professor professor that that thinks that that thinks that we're uh, you know evolved from monkeys or or uh, you know baboons or whatever. There, there is a, there is a wisdom that transcends time. It transcends science. You know, um, when I say Jesus is the answer, uh, people, people are like Pastor Bob. You, 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 you are so simplistic. I mean, there are people listening to me right now that think, boy, what a, what a simplistic baboon. You know, what a, a buffoon or whatever, whatever they would say. My question to you that are saying that: Are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Or are you on medication for something? I know that I was in an email debate for many, many, I'm going to say many years with the same person. And this person thought I was an uneducated fool. But this person eventually quit arguing with me because his life was such a disaster and he knew that I was happy and I was fulfilled. Why? Because Jesus is the answer for the world today, like that song that Ava just played. You know, the, the, uh, and here again, um, you, uh, have I been trained in psychology? No. Have I been trained in psychiatry? No. You know, the, uh, I have not. But I don't believe that the people that have been trained in that most of the time are helping anybody. Let's take mental illness, for instance. Once you get into that system, you'll be there probably the rest of your life. You know, they're going to tell you that you have a brain disorder that can never be changed. And maybe that's true. There's a possibility of that. But that's that's not, that's mixed up. Like modern psychology many times is even going down the wrong, the wrong direction. You know, you know. Um, uh, for instance, uh, some modern psychology or some uh, pop psychology, maybe I should call it. Maybe it's not the real good kind. I don't know. But that some of it says things like, "Well, you just need to love yourself more." But you know, the psychology that comes from the Bible says we need to love God and love others more. This idea, you know, the the problem isn't that you love yourself too little. The problem is you love yourself too much. That's the problem. But you see how opposite that is? That's why when I say Jesus is the answer, uh, this morning in our adult Bible class, my son Ben brought up the idea that that it, it as mixed up as this world is, it doesn't even make sense to people to, to do the answer that the Bible teaches. Because it's so far off of what they're saying, you know. Th- th- this, uh, uh, and of course, to me, the Bible is full of common sense. But to many other people, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And so, this fisherman Simon confounded the religious leaders. This uneducated fisherman Simon Peter changed the entire world with a message of Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said to him, he said, Simon Barjona, 
flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, when Simon recognized that Jesus was the Messiah, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There is a, uh, there is a, uh, you know, here again, the skeptics are out there. Uh, they're calling people like me simple-minded. I'm not trying to be defensive tonight. But the same skeptics that are calling me simple-minded, your kids are on drugs for all kinds of things. They're hyperactive. They're, uh, they're autistic. They're, they're, uh, they've got, they've got more new childhood maladies and diseases now than they ever did. Why? Because we're turning away from the true answer. People don't do good without God as the center. They don't. We've got, this is the Tell It Like It Is show. Are you going to play another song, Abe? we got Abe singing. we got all kinds of uh, people listening that are probably interested in this. So we got Sky, Sierra, some of them too. I'm going to read these texts while Abe is playing this song. been walking the same old road for miles and miles have you been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies have you been trying to fill the same old holes inside there's a better life there's a better life if you got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost He's a way maker If you need freedom or saving He's a prison shaking savior If you've got chains He's a chain breaker oh, We've all searched for the light of day and the dead of night We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight And we've all run into things we know that just ain't right There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost He's a way maker If you need freedom or saving He's a prison shaking savior If you've got chains He's a chain breaker We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night And we've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight and we've all run into things we know that just ain't right. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, He's a prison shaking savior If you've got chains He's a chain breaker If you got chains He's a pain taker If you feel lost He's a way maker If you need freedom Or saving He's a prison-shaking Savior If you've got chains He's a chain-breaker If you need freedom or saving He's a prison-shaking Savior If you've got chains He's a chain-breaker That was Abe Simons. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio program. It's a live program. You are listening to it on, unless you're listening to the podcast on Holy Ghost Radio, it's live tonight here. And we had our first service at our new church building, which used to be the top floor of the Elks building. And uh, 
I was one excited guy. I really was. We went from a building that could maybe hold 180 people max to to a building that maybe can hold close to 500 max. And, and uh, we're going to fill it up. Not only that, we're planning on starting churches all over this area, and we, we've got a good start on that. We've got a church plant in Beach, which holds a service on Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center at 730. And very, very soon, in about three weeks, we have a husband and wife team, and there are two boys that are going to be on site in Bowman, North Dakota. They're going to be moving there. I mean, this is a courageous young couple that that is um, putting all their eggs in one basket, and uh, they're they're going to move there, try to get work there. Boy, Abe, you get you get a lot of good stuff people saying about you, and um, Abe sounds great. I love Abe. Let's see. Um, boy, there's just a lot of them here. Good stuff. You know, I had a text uh, during that song, or at least I read it during that song, from a man named Michael that that has um, been battling a bad meth addiction, and he asked us to pray for him. And I think we'll just do that right now. His name—I'm not going to tell you his last name, but his name is Michael. And he um, he had asked. He said, "Hey, I'm, you know, I can't do this alone. I need help." Lord Jesus, we pray for Michael today. We ask you to touch him. God, I pray that you just help him, God, to be submissive to you. Lord, to truly, God, do what he needs to do to, to make you his answer, we pray in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. That brings me, really his text brings me to the, the, the next segment of this program tonight. Jesus is the answer. That I think every church would say that. But how do we make Jesus the answer? You know, just saying that Jesus is the answer doesn't make him the answer, does it? Because for Jesus to truly be the answer in our life, we have to work his plan in our life. We have to be part of the process. You know, we, um, you know, uh, there is a, uh, one of the fallacies of religion is a bunch of words and not the action that needs to, to fulfill the words. Like, for instance, Jesus is the answer to your drinking problem, right? But if you're going to keep going to the bar and drinking, he's not going to help you. You know, he, he Jesus is the answer to your drug addiction problem. Just as he said, he came to deliver the, the, uh, the ones that are in captivity. He came to. But if you still want to keep doing it, it's not going to work. So Jesus is the answer, but what do we have to do to make this work? Is there a plan? Is there a program? Well, the program, I'm going to say, is is called obedience and receiving, seeking and receiving the power of God in our life. Those two things. And they're very, very closely tied together. Like, like for instance, I'm a pastor of a Pentecostal church. I believe in the infilling of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking with other tongues. I believe in that. But one of the things that I think happens to people is they think because just because that happens, they don't have to do anything to make the program work, God's program work in their life. That's not true. You know, there is a, there are, there is obedience to the Word of God. If you want success living for God, you're going to have to obey God. Like, like for instance, um, if you want success overcoming drug addiction, you ought to start coming to church regularly. You know, that that's a good start. You say, well, where's that in the Bible? Well, the book of Hebrews says, don't forsake the assembling of yourself together, as the manner of some is. You know, if, if you want to have success for God, you should have a pastor in your life. You know, um, this is a, this is a you know, I lately, uh, you know, I've really... Uh, you know, our church is growing. I mean, it's really neat what's happening. But I'm going to tell you this. There are people that are fighting against the common sense of the Word of God. And sometimes I get discouraged because of it. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I get discouraged that people are fighting and they become their own worst enemy. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 24, it says, The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. 
and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. You see, what happens is the devil becomes powerful in our life because we won't submit ourselves to the word of God. And so we oppose ourselves. Like, there are people in my life, believe this or not, that are fighting me about the stand I take about drinking. They, they fight it. Like, oh, there's no Bible against drinking, Pastor Bob. They fight against it. And their whole life has been a disaster because of drinking. So not only does the Word of God talk about it, not only do they have a pastor talking about it, but their own life is talking to them about it. That's what this the scripture means. Instruct those that oppose themselves like they're their own worst enemy. They're fighting against themselves. Shooting yourself in the foot. Have you ever heard that expression? I, I think I had an uncle that just about shot himself in the foot. They found an old rusty revolver laying out in a field somewhere. And, and uh, my dad was doing the quick draw with it, he and his little brother. And uh, his little brother tried it and pulled the trigger. And I don't know if he shot himself in the foot or just about shot himself in the foot. I don't remember. But you won't listen to the Word of God. You won't listen to a a, a, a man of God. You know, I, I um, you know, and, and, and yeah, sometimes I get frustrated. I, You know what? The last thing I ever wanted to do as a pastor is to try to run people's lives. I, I have no desire to do that. But when people come to me and ask me, or or when they're in trouble and I go to them and tell them what they need to do, and they won't do it, it it's, a, it's frustrating. And here again, I'm not asking people to stand on their head. This is the common sense in the Word of God. So how is Jesus the answer if you won't do what he says? You become your own worst enemy. You begin to directly oppose yourself to achieve the success that God wants you to have. Sometimes this is done in ignorance. Sometimes it's not. You know, but to oppose ourselves is not only foolish, but it's very, very serious. Because if you are your own worst enemy, how? what's the remedy for that? You know, um, we read in the story of Samson in Judges 16. Samson was a, um, uh, Delilah was a very, very terrible person. Does everybody agree? Delilah was a terrible person. Do you agree with that? She was a terrible person. Um, she was after what she could get. Um, uh, she was a, a liar, a deceiver, pretended she loved somebody she didn't. But who really was Samson's enemy? Think about this. Who was Samson's enemy in this story? Was it Delilah? It was himself. This um, You read in Judges 16, you read this story, it starts out, it says, and Samson, loved, he loved a woman. Samson did. Samson loved the wrong woman. Who was Samson's enemy? Uh, you know, four times this woman asked Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, where in thy great strength lieth? Uh, would, would he tell anybody this? Was he really, really willing to trade the favor of God for the favor of this woman? You see, there have been many, many Samsons that I have known in my life. Yes, Jesus is the answer, but it's not working for them. It could work for them. The potential is there for them. But they keep messing it up, messing it up, messing it up through disobedience to his word. You know, this... this um, uh, all through the Bible, you're going to find uh, Esau uh, was a man that traded his birthright to Jacob for a pot of beans. Esau, I mean, you know, Jacob, years later, Jacob thought Esau's going to kill me. He must be mad at me. You know, Esau wasn't mad at him. I wonder if Esau wasn't mad at him because he realized, I should be mad at myself about this. I'm the one that sold the birthright. I wonder, you know, because have you ever read this story and when they came together wondered why Esau wasn't mad at him? 
Well, I wonder if Esau wasn't mad at him because Esau realized years later, I'm the one that messed up. You see, Jesus is the answer, but you won't do what the answer says. All of the blessings of God are tied into obedience. If you do this, God will do this. If you do this, God will do this. If you won't make the step towards God, he's not going to help you. He won't. You, you know, if you think that, that uh, God is just going to uh, bless your your uh, fornication or, you know, you're, you're, uh, you might be living with a, a, a man or a woman you're not married to and wondered why the blessing of God isn't in your life. Well, Jesus is the answer, but... But it's not, uh, I mean, it's not going to work for you if you won't do what he says. I mean, it's kind of like this. If, if you were given the answers to a test by the teacher, and he gave you the answers, and then, and he wrote them down for you, and then he gave you the test, and you refused to write the answers down that he gave to you, you would fail the test. I mean, you've got the answers, but you're not applying them to the test. This is what the common sense teaching of the Bible teaches. You know, the Bible teaches husbands love your wives and give yourself for them. That's the answer. You want a good marriage? Love your wife. Be kind to her. Listen to her. You know, spend time with her. You, you, want, you want a good marriage? You wives, honor your husband. <coughs> Show him respect. Act like he's the greatest guy in all the world. Men respond to that. They do really well with that. You know, the, 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 uh, you want good children? The Bible teaches you how to have good children. You're not going to have good children if you don't train them. I was just talking to somebody that went to somebody's house, and the children in this house, all they do is play video games and watch television. That's all they do. Those kids... Some of those kids are adults now. They don't even know how to work. They don't even know what the sunshine looks like. I mean, they're just as white as can be. I'm not exaggerating. They don't come out of the house. Jesus is the answer, but he's not working in their life. You see, Jesus is the answer, but what do you have to do to make the answer work? You know, the... the um, Jesus said in Matthew twenty three thirty seven, he said, How often would have I gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathered her chickens under her wings? And ye would not. You see, God wants to help us. My opening in my in my opening scripture today, Jesus was quoting reading out of the book of Isaiah, and he said that God has anointed him to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. That's what Jesus came to do. But if you're not going to be part of the answer that he's come with, it's not going to work for you. It's not. I'm going to tell you this. Jesus plays no favorites. He has no prejudices. If he could help me, uh, uh, the Apostle Peter when he was preaching to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, when he saw the the hunger of Cornelius and his family, he said, I realize that God is not prejudiced. He's not a respecter of persons. For instance, if God could take Bob Simons from a drug addiction problem when he was in his late teens and when he was and even up till I was 20 and turn me into a pastor... He'd do it for you. So why you say, well, why isn't he doing it for me? Could it be that you're not letting him? God will work, but who will let it? Who's going to let God work in their life? Jesus is the answer. Will you let him help you? Jesus is the answer. Will you, I mean, we, you know what? You can own nothing. You can have nothing. You could have lost everything. You can be homeless tonight listening to this broadcast. And you can still be so full of pride that you won't let Jesus help you. You know, there are, I, I've watched it, I've seen it. I, there, there are, for instance, there's common sense things. Like, like for instance, uh, uh, 
Why would a child of God watch television or, or Hollywood movies full of cursing and nudity and, and everything that's in those? Why would you do that? But even when I said that, there are people that got mad. Why are you mad about that? That's the common sense of the scripture. That's the common sense of the Bible. But you see, Jesus is the answer. No wonder your mind's full of pornography if you watch it all the time. I mean, that's sim- that's simple stuff. It takes forever to get that stuff out of your head. For At least for men, I don't know what women think about. But if you view a porn- pornographic image, it takes a long time to get that thing out of your brain. Just imagine if you viewed it all the time. It would be always in your brain. But you see, Jesus is the answer. But are you going to listen to what he says? Abe, why don't you give out some information on how to get a hold of us? Well, we are from New Life Pentecostal Church. And um, if you where Pastor Bob is the pastor there. And if you'd like to get a hold of him, you can text him or call him, 701-290-7862. And his email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. And on Sunday mornings, we have a Sunday school for adults and children. It starts at 10 a.m. And at 11 a.m., there's a worship service. That's on Sunday morning at 501 Elks Drive in Dickinson. And on Tuesday night at 7.30 at the Beach Community Center, there is a service there. And um, we do that for, that's at 7.30. And Wednesday night, back here in Dickinson, um, we have a service at 7.30 and um, I think that's it. So. The uh, I I was reading my text, but the uh, we just remember remember uh, brother uh, Mark Brown, you know, being here this week. He's a great preacher. This Mark Mark Brown is a great preacher, and he's going to you come to our church. I'm not going to tell him about all your problems. He's going to preach. The word of God's going to work, and um, I'm believing God will. Uh, we had a a tongues and interpretation uh, the last Sunday in our old church that God promised us that we would see great miracles as we move forward into our new church. And I believe that we will. And I believe that God is a healer and God is a deliverer. And we're going to fill up that new building. We really are. Thank you for all the texts, by the way. Um, Good to have uh, Abe's other grandpa listening tonight. His name is Robert also. He said that, he said, boy, that Abe kid plays as good as his grandpa. That's what he said. So he's making me feel good too. We've got a girl named Paisley listening from Berthold, North Dakota. Uh, just thank you so much for all the texts and so on. Before we um, close tonight, we're going to pray, and we'll pray for our listening audience tonight. Lord Jesus, I ask you to help us tonight. God, I know that you are the answer. You can fix, you can do, you can deliver, you can uh, heal, Lord. But I also know that we, you're going to have to help us to understand that we've got to take those steps towards you. And I pray that you would give people the, that common sense approach to the scripture, the common sense approach, Lord, to serving you, Lord, that we need to do our part so that you can do your part and deliver those that are listening tonight. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Lord willing, next Sunday night, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then, good night. You are my joy in the midnight. You speak the word.
always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.